Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Warning. The Outsider's Edge contains strong opinions, unconventional views, and contrarian stances. Listen, if you dare. Hey, yo. Going on, everybody. As we are brought in by the fire tones of the Tongans, with whom we give all deference to, we like to thank you for listening to another episode of The Outsider's Edge. The July Fourth, we ain't celebrating edition. Uh, it's your boy Rez, aka Ray Cash. As always, I'm with my brother from another mother. I got Kyle Wars with me. What's up, brother? Oh, you know, just living the nightmare, brother Rance. Just living the nightmare. Like you said, it's the Fourth of July, but we damn sure ain't celebrating because what is there to be excited about in the dystopian COVID end times? Well, my grandma called me this morning. I told her, "Happy Rance is off, but don't got to get paid, but gets paid for it today." <laughs> um. So, man, yeah. Look, I, 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 I want to make. I, I, I want to go on a bit of a monologue real quick. I, I got permission from Brother Kyle for, for a second. Um, it has been almost a month and a half since we've recorded. Yes, COVID plays a part in that. I haven't been sick, thank God. Kyle hasn't been sick, thank God. But, you know, the world is crazy right now. I'm still working. So it's just, it's a it's it's a depressing place to be in. It's, you know... A lot of factors play into it. But I do feel obligated to say, with, and we're going to speak about a, a lot of the stuff we missed, the major points. 
so much has happened in the world of wrestling in the past month and a half that we would normally jump on and talk about ad nauseum. And I know a lot of you look to us to kind of make sense of some things. And I appreciate that. That is not something that I take lightly. I am honored. I am amazed that people even give a damn to listen to me at all. So I appreciate that. But I do want to say, I feel obligated to say that I can't speak for Kyle, but I personally apologize. But I just know I didn't feel that I had the mental acuity at the time or the emotional EQ, the emotional quotient to accurately speak about the things that were happening and give them justice at the time. I don't I didn't feel like that. I I there were many times that we were scheduled to record and news would pop up and I I text Kyle and say no nah, man I can't do it. I just didn't feel right. Um and cuz we're talking about reprehensible things, right? We're not talking about uh such and such very such and such on the show or such and such doesn't want such and such to win a title. No, we're talking about real life things, lives being ruined, right? Um, potential scenes being destroyed by predators and and by ignorant people running companies, letting people get sick just because they want to make money. Like, it's terrible things. So I want to say to the listeners, I appreciate you rocking with us. I appreciate you trusting us to be one of your sources of wrestling entertainment. And I thank you for, for sticking with us and know that we're not going anywhere. We're still here, but we're still going to give you that good old Outsider's Edge kick. But I also understand that we want to make sure we give the best of us and the best respect to the people we're speaking about. And that takes a little longer than some other shows. We apologize. But you know we're going to spit that fire. Sometimes, especially when a story is really big, Sometimes it's important not so much to wait for information. I'm not one of those people who's like, oh, but let's wait for all the facts to come out if the story is obvious. Like, Mm -hmm. um, I'm not saying it like that. I mean, sometimes it's important for you to reflect internally before you project externally. Like, it's, it's important to know how you feel about what's happened. And it's important to be able to reflect on how you want to phrase that and how you want to put your message out there. And so like last week when the speaking out movement was really popping off and the allegations were coming in so rapidly on the day that we normally record, our thought was, you know, we need to not record today Number one, because our show is not what's important right now. What's important right now is what's actively happening. But number two, because, like, this is a lot of shit, and we got to process this for a minute before we say anything. So, like, before you explain our first segment, the only thing I want to say, I'm not going to issue an apology uh, for anything I'm going to echo your sentiments the only thing I want to say before we start the show is fuck you Joey Ryan (laughs) fuck you 
I wasted years of my fandom defending you for comedy wrestling, and you turned out to be the worst kind of piece of shit. Fuck you. It is, uh, Joe, look, man, I wish, I don't know, I don't wish because that's, that's a personal private matter, but my God, the, the, the pain that was felt when I reached out to Kyle and told him Joy Ryan was on the allegation list, like true heartbreak. And like, this, this isn't a joke that there's not a punchline to this. This isn't one of those. Haha, this isn't a bit. Like he he was heartbroken. Like he cried. Like was I broken. Felt for, I felt for Candace LeRae so much. Oh my in god! The statement yes. that she put out because I felt that as someone who has been a fan of Joey Ryan, I felt that in terms of like you trust a person to at least be a decent human being, and like you know people will say, well, yeah, his signature move was the dick flip. How did you not pick up on it? And you know what? That's fair. That's fair. When people tell you who they are, you should believe them. That is fair. But at the same time, you, in the absence of allegations of impropriety, you generally assume that people aren't predators. Yeah. You give some. That's a heavy assumption, dog. (laughs) I know. Apparently, like, legitimately, it's apparently a heavy assumption, and we just need to assume that people are fucking predators. But, like, you know. Candace LeRae put out a statement, for those of you that don't know, I mean, if you're listening to this show, you damn sure fucking know, but I mean, if you don't know, you know, Candace and Joey Ryan used to be the world's cutest tag team, and she put out a statement in the wake of all the allegations just talking about how, you know, this was a person that she had trusted, this was a person that she never would have allowed to be in some of the positions that they were in if she had known that the things that were happening in the ring weren't consensual or that he was taking advantage of people. And for the people who say, why don't, why didn't these accusers speak out then? Or why don't they speak out beforehand? All that really shows is that you don't understand how sexual assault works because sexual assault and harassment isn't about sex. It's about power. Yeah, It is a display of power. And if you look at the accusers and listen to their stories, almost all of these stories involve someone who was in some kind of position of power over them. Whether they were a young person just being trained in the business and this was a person who worked at their training academy or who worked in the business and is offering to get them bookings on shows or whatever the case may be. Or a fan. Or you're a fan, yeah. And and even then you're thinking, you know, well, if if Travis Banks says something, then I might be not allowed to go to any shows for this promotion ever again. Or I might never get work for this promotion ever again. And that is the kind of thing that'll make you freeze. And if you say, well, why didn't they go to the police I laugh at you with statistics because the percentage of victims who's, who do come forward and whose accuser is then, or not accuser, but whose attacker is then arrested and convicted is less than 15%, y'all. 
So did, like, did you see that that number of like hundreds of thousands of rape kits that haven't been used that are just sitting there? Yeah, as like at certain uh, police stations, it's ridiculous. And, and also, check your own response when you wonder why they don't come forward sooner. Because anytime, like for a lot of y'all, if they don't say something the very next morning, you already out there talking about well. Why didn't they say something? Or what were they doing? Or what were they wearing? It don't fucking matter what they said. It don't matter what they were doing. It don't matter what they were wearing. It don't matter how many drinks they had. You just don't fucking assault people. And, and if I can give a little context to the police thing, with what's going on in our society, you really trust that the cops are going to do what's right? For real? Shit. Have you ever watched a cop drama? Why did Victims come forward. Come forward, my ass. It's, it's, you know, I know we're at a crossroads in society right now, and there's a lot of people who don't like it. And, you know, by, you have every right to feel that way. But the train's moving. But the one thing that I'm ashamed of, being a heterosexual male, that I've always tried my best to be aware of, but people of my ilk haven't been very clearly, is that... We really lack so much empathy and understanding, not only for other cultures and for other races, but so much for the other sex, right? So many men are so, lack so much empathy for women, and if we want to go deeper into it, we don't have any empathy for transgender women. None, right? Uh, but just, we have to really think about the way we speak to women, the way we treat women, the way we react to the things they do, the way the, everything that we do, we have to be more aware and more respectful. Because don't get me wrong, it's all good to fun, be fun and play and joke around. But you have to remember, a joke works two ways. If it's funny to me and ain't funny to you, that might not be a joke. You know what I mean? Oh, I absolutely know what you mean. And my other thing is, for the people who are always so quick to defend the accused in these sexual assault situations, and you always ask them, like, why they're so quick to believe it, and their story always inevitably comes back to, well, you know, you, what if somebody accused you of X, Y, or Z? Bro, I'm not worried about it because I don't assault people. Yeah, <laughs> like, them with the facts. Like, I'm not worried about being accused of taking advantage of someone because I don't just randomly invite people to stay in my room. I don't send unwanted messages to people. Like, yeah. but like my point is just to say, if your response is coming from a place of, well, what if that were happening? What if that happened to me? What does that say about your behavior? I want you to take a long minute to just like really look deeply and introspect for a second. If your natural response to someone being accused of sexual assault is to defend that person because you're thinking, what if it happened to me? What are you doing that Thank you, Thank you. you think someone is going to accuse you of assault? Because well, that can make you empathize with that. Exactly, because the thing is, if you're thinking about it, then whatever that behavior is, it's probably not a good behavior, and you should probably stop. 
we, I'm going to give a few seconds to just let that sink in because that's the most salient thing we've ever said on the show. Now, I am beholden, I feel, to say that, and this is going to completely go against what you just said because I agree with everything you said, but it's, it's right to say if someone feels that they have been accused wrongly, I don't begrudge anybody to stick up for what they believe in. I don't. I don't think Kyle does either. However, really understand that just because you didn't intend to do something, you didn't plan to do something, or you didn't feel to do something, does not mean that the other person took it the same way you did. I'll give an equally pressing issue of the day as a as an example of that. Y'all, sexual harassment is a lot like racism in the sense that you might have said some shit that you didn't think was racist, but that person of color that you said that shit to, they damn sure thought it was racist as fuck, and they called your ass out on it. You might have said something to a person of the same sex or opposite sex that you didn't think was sexual harassment, but it damn sure might have made that person feel uncomfortable, and it might damn sure have been unwanted, and it might have been harassment. The thing about those... Um, issues and the reason I bring them up together is you don't really get to decide what, what counts as racism and what counts as sexism or homophobia or harassment. You don't get to decide that just because you didn't mean it that way. You don't get to choose. The marginalized community that it is happening to has told you the person that you are speaking to has told you. The only response you need to make to that is, oh my gosh, I'm sorry, I didn't even realize I will do better. That's it. That's it. If, I, I love how you correlated. I didn't want to be the one to do it because I didn't want to marginalize what we're speaking about, but it's very, it's very again, salient. Racism is so similar and so different in so many ways, for the record. But so similar to what we're speaking about in harassment because of one dynamic that you mentioned that is extremely prevalent. Power. Let me explain to you people why black people can't be racist white folk. You can be prejudiced. You can be bigoted, but you can't be racist because racism is a power structure dynamic. That's the difference. The entire country we live in was built by white people for white people. They have had to make, and please let me stress this, amendments to the Constitution to make sure that I'm not three-fifths of a person, to make sure that, and then after that, they finally so generously let my ancestors not be slaves no more, we still couldn't vote. So they had to make an amendment so that I could vote. Right? Because you have to make another amendment. Then they had to make another amendment to make it illegal for people to put up obstacles to prevent you from voting. Poll taxes, yes. And we haven't spoken to about women or the fact that... Oh, we Cal- have a separate amendment for women to be able to vote or the fact that, like, we had to go to the Supreme Court for my ass to be able to get married or have protections in the workplace. That was 10 years ago. The, the workplace protections was two weeks ago. It's true, that was two weeks ago, yes. So just understand it's about power, right? These so. are power structures. And the thing about it is if you are in the like power dynamic, 
you don't get to pick and choose. No. What counts as hating? The oppressed doesn't get to tell the the oppressor doesn't get to tell the oppressed how they feel about the oppressed, the oppressor, the oppressed. Yeah. You know you what I'm trying to, to say. You, you, you don't get to tell me how I get to feel about oppression and what counts as oppression and what does not. Like, no. Yeah, you, you already subliminally message it to me all every day, everywhere I go, having statues of all the people that hated me when I was younger, or in the books telling me that the Atlantic slave trade wasn't really a slave trade, but black people migrated over here to find better lives, and all this nonsense we're being taught. Speaking it to a history teacher. You can't really go get one past me or him, especially Kyle, when he has 17 master's degrees and teaches history. Okay. Not 17, more like 12. And, anyway, we, we got, I was going to say, we got off track. The whole point is just that, like, just because you didn't mean for it to be harassment, because I've seen a lot of this in the defenses, is just like, I never intended to blah, blah, blah. Your intention has nothing to do with the reality of how those actions were taken. And, and can I go one further? Can I go one further? And this, I, I might be off base on this, so please check me if I am. Doing something accidentally, because accidents happen, right? Doing something accidentally doesn't make you necessarily a bad person. Your response to it does. Mm-hmm. Is that fair? I agree. No, I agree to that because a lot of times, you know, especially in these assault allegations not not so much the assault ones but the harassment ones Mm -hmm. the response tells so much because when the person who's telling their story tells them like hey i'm not into this or no i'm not comfortable with that or can we maybe not talk about this the response is either escalation Mm -hmm. or like heavy heavy-handed punishment type type mm-hmm. shit. Like, mm-hmm. we go to severe name-calling, you go to blacklisting people from events. Mm-hmm. Like, whoa. All they said is they didn't want you to hit on them or that they didn't want to sleep with you. That's it. And and, and I, I can speak for myself. I've said the wrong thing to women sometimes. I've, I'm sure I've made a woman or two feel uncomfortable. On that, wasn't planning to do it, but when I was told... My my only response was, my God, I'm so sorry. Please understand, I, I had no idea and I would be better. And I think, I think my biggest piece of advice to all people on this one, and I mean, in the age of corona, it's an even more important piece of advice anyway. Age of corona. Can we, can we put that on the t-shirt? Um, in the age of the coronas, it's um, a more pressing message anyway. Y'all, don't touch people without their permission. Like, don't put... <laughs> Don't just put your arm around someone or, like, ask them to sit in your lap or, like, like that shit is... so simple, don't it? That shit is just not okay. Like, no, you can't just go sit on somebody without their permission. No, it's not flirtatious behavior. It's predatory behavior. It's flirtatious behavior if you say something like, oh, what, am I just supposed to sit in your lap? And then they say, yeah, do it. And then you sit in their lap. That's flirting. If you just go sit on somebody, that's kind of forcing yourself. Well, so 
I sound like we're going to have to give a vocabulary list to the listeners at home. So the first vocabulary word class was power. The second vocabulary word class is consent. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The moral of the story, y'all, is keep your hands to yourselves and make sure that everybody wants what's happening to happen. Bro, that that high. Go ahead. No, I was just, I was just gonna say that high horse and that pedestal we're standing on is getting taller and taller and taller. Listen, listen, <laughs> I don't stand on a lot of high horses. I don't stand on That's a lot of high horses. On, but I will stand on the top of a fucking pedestal and look down on the people committing sexual assault. Amen, brother. Like, Amen. I will I will absolutely stand up on that pedestal and just be like, dude, don't touch people who don't want to be touched. Did you ask them for consent? If they said no mid-act, you know you're supposed to stop, right? So, we were going to sp- we're still going to speak on speaking out. Um, there uh, is- we are speaking on speaking out. Sure, but I, I, I do want to get to the wrestlers and to the companies. Well, I was going to say that, like, in response to speaking out, a lot of people are losing their jobs, y'all. And, like, we are normally not a podcast to sit here and be like, hooray, people are losing their jobs. But in this instance... We need to get all the trash up out the paint. Amen. So, like... Let me mention some of the heavier offenders. By heavier, I mean the more popular wrestlers. And the ones that... The accusations are more credible. Yeah, not only more credible, but actually had something... Actually had a response given to them by their employer. Right? Um... I'll start off with Matt Riddle only because Matt Riddle is one of the one of the major accusers who and I wouldn't say major accusers because he's only been accused by one person, but it's a credible accusation because he acknowledged the accusation um, and it, it said that he had a relationship with the girl, but it's whatever. Matt Riddle is still being used on WWE apparently, and I'm just speaking factual information, not this is an opinion. He has a restraining order legally on the woman who, and before all this happened, he has a restraining order on her, and there is a lawsuit. So I don't know the situation. However, every multiple people involved, they um, not only verify the young woman's story, but stand behind her. I just I want to mention him because he might be the outlier of the situation in that he it's might so avoid mucked a lot up. of consequences. Yes, and it's so mucked up with legality. Exactly. Um, one of the most disappointing for me personally is the Velveteen Dream. Um, that's gutting for so many reasons. Like, this man... 24, man. Yeah. Number one, 24 years old. Number two, this is a man, because of how young he was, he would have main evented WrestleMania someday. Very soon. At, At the, at the rate that his career was progressing and, like, his mastery of character work was so next level. And so transformative, the way that he embodied that like prince-like character was just so transformative. And it's just so gutting that such a promising career is pretty much dead. Yeah, um, it's <laughs> Clive would get a, would get a, would get a, a fun crack out of this, but. The irony of using the word dead is Velveteen almost died recently in a car crash he had. Don't know why the crash happened. You and I have our speculations, which we're yeah, out, we're out of respect. We're not going to share them here, but yeah. Uh, but to, to date, he has not been 
officially punished, suspended or fired, but he has not been used since his match with Adam Cole. And there are uh, heavy, heavy rumors that his time with the company is is pretty much over. Yes. Um, Another one is Austin Theory. Austin Theory hasn't been used since the allegations came out. Darby Allen, Darby Allen hasn't been used since the allegations. They, although they did have a video pack, a video hype package for him on Dynamite Wednesday. We're going to get to how AEW has responded to some people here in a second. I'll do both of those guys together. Um, Mike Quackenbush, who us, who went directly after a couple of days after and disbanded Shakara. So Shakara is gone, y'all. Yeah, Shakara doesn't exist anymore. Let's pour one out for a legitimately good promotion. It's a shame. They were probably the one of five promotions that didn't care what other promotions did, just did their own thing. And, did, and had so much success doing it with so yep. many cool and quirky and fun characters. Absolutely. it's a, That was a sad moment for the business, but Marty Scurll. Marty, I feel I feel obligated to speak on Marty, Marty Scurll's situation because legally he did nothing wrong. And and I think that's important to note only because for our primarily American audience, y'all, we don't have to like it or agree with it. And Rance and I both definitely don't. Oh, it's but bullshit. Under British law, Sixteen is the age of full-on consent for sex of any kind. They don't do statutory rape. They don't do any of that over there. So, like, regardless of the age of these women, he technically has not committed crimes in the way that he would if this were here in the States. However, if you are over the age of 21 and you are hitting on someone who's under the age of 18, you are gross. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I, I would agree with that. Um, I would agree only with that. Reason, and the only reason I'm going to even give you 20 is because if you're 20 and they're like 17, there's a chance. Like in high school together. Exactly. There's a chance that you met them when y'all were in school and it's still kind of questionable, but I'm, a, but I'm at least like, all right, all right. Like they might've gone to school together. There was a pre-existing relationship there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you on that. Um, so I, I found that interesting to note because I doubt he'll, he'll take any, he'll face any recourse, but his, I mean, he's, I think he, his reputation is gone. Uh, his reputation is gone. He won't. The other reason he might not face as much recourse is he's also head booker for his organization, <laughs> and but, he works for Sinclair. So yeah, he's the head booker <laughs> for his own promotion, and his promotion is owned by a company that doesn't even care that they own a wrestling promotion. There you go. So like, as far as consequences within the promotion, very few. As far as his yeah. actual reputation, well. Any hope of him going to NXT is probably gone, and I feel like his boys might distance themselves. They've been distanced very, very quickly so far. Um, yes, the Knight family, which are Paige's family, uh, Paige's mother and father, which, look into it. I'm not getting into that. This is just too I much. I ain't touching that one. No. One I know you want to speak on, which is probably the guy that started that like the the what is what is, what is the saying the crack that broke the dam, David Star. 
What a piece of shit. What a I'm I'm t- so I'm gonna give it to you. But let me say this. Let me say this. I've never liked David Starr. I don't I never liked David Starr before all of this because his get we we can can we say officially now that it was a gimmick? Yes. His gimmick came off as sanctimonious, came off as self serving, and came off as quite frankly fake. He, the things that Jordan hold on real quick, the things that Jordan Devlin would say about him in character rang true to me. That the only reason he came up with the gimmick and fought so hard for unionization of wrestling was because nobody wanted to hire him. Now, knowing what we know, that's real. Please. Oh, no, like, he was so fucking toxic between the, like, I'm not going to begrudge anybody for saying, yo, you should pay your workers. Like, yeah, you should pay your workers. That's absolutely facts. 100%. You should do yes, that. Yes, it's pretty simple, yeah. Yeah, like, 100%. You should do that. But, like, this man was accused by how many women? It's and not just that. And, and, and then his half-ass-ass bullshit of a statement talking about, I've made a lot of mistakes being a shitty partner. Like, no, bro, you made a lot of mistakes being a sexual fucking predator. Yeah. And a toxic locker room asshole. That's have, where you made a lot of fucking mistakes. Have you seen the video that he sent to one of the girls where he's just talking down to her and calling her shit and saying he what he's going to do? It's disgusting. Yeah. He is yeah, the worst kind of abuser. And what makes him an even worse of the worst kind of abuser, he was also the kind of abuser who, when they tried to leave, would threaten to harm himself. Oh, well, we're going to get to nothing guy like that. Like he was, yeah, he he was that kind of abuser, y'all. That is just like textbook psychological abuse in the most disgusting way. Like this man borderlines on sociopath. I don't. I would take away the borderline. I'll take away the borderline. I think it's. I think it's pretty clear. Like his career is dead, and I'm okay with that. Throw the whole trash ass human away. Oh boy, yeah, that that one was it, just because it's not surprising doesn't mean it's not devastating. It's um, the reason it hurts. The reason it hurts is because, like, even though what he stood up for came across incredibly disingenuous, the it was real. He, well, the things that he wanted were real. Like, yeah, yeah there should be universal standards for like quality when you get booked by a promotion, like not in just in terms of safety, in terms of like pay, in terms of being fed, like just like those things should happen. You should know for a fact, you definitely are going to get paid by the booker. When you book the show, you should have certain protections and rights. And like, we have complained about like, yeah, independent contractor is a double-edged sword. In terms of there are good things about it, but there's a lot of shit things about it. And so, like, the oh, things yeah. he stood up for were real things that, like, are easy to support. And it's really shitty that a person who stood up for those things was such the face a of, terrible yeah. person. Yeah, when the, when, the, when the face of a movement turns out to be a sham, it undermines the entire movement. 
So, yeah. Um, another guy that's worth mentioning only because he worked for a major company and was fired is Dave Christ, one half of the Christ Brothers 014K, I believe is what their tag team name was. He got fired by Impact almost immediately along with Joy Ryan. Um, also, also uh, important to note, Michael Elgin, who didn't physically do anything but has notoriously been accused of allowing things to happen and doing nothing about it at his promotions and his wrestling training company was the way they say terminated. So I guess his contract was up and they just didn't resign him. Um, whatever it is. Um, one, one that I know we, we got to speak on and it's not too many. Well, it was a lot. It's all a lot more to go through, but one that's important for us to speak on is the Sammy Guevara situation. It is because we can give impact or impact. I'm sorry. I got impact on the brain now. AEW, we can give them credit for some things and we can criticize some things with the way that they have As we will approach yes. the speaking out movement. Like, I want to give them credit for how quickly they handled not so much Sammy, but um, who was the who did they send to rehab? Oh, you're going to give them credit for that? Because I'm going to shit on one for that. Hold on. No, hold on. Hold on. I'm going to give them credit for sending him to rehab. I'm not giving them credit for... Yeah. I'm going to give them credit for sending Jimmy Havoc to rehab. I'm not going to give them credit for anything else about how they handled that situation. But I will always give a promotion credit for paying for somebody to go to rehab. Sure. 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 I will always, always, always say props to you. That was the right thing to do. Acting on the, like, acting immediately, also the right thing to do. Everything else Agreed. about the way you handled that situation, a little fucked, especially when you consider the way that you've handled Darby Allen and when you get to Sammy. What's yeah. interesting with Sammy, Sammy deserves to be punished for the fucked up thing that he said, because that is not a joke. Rape is never funny. It is not yes. okay. yes. Like, there is nothing about that that's okay. There is nothing about that that is funny. However, he did not sexually assault anyone. Mm-hmm. That we know of. That we know of. He has not been accused of doing so. Mm-hmm. He is primarily being punished not even for making an inexcusable and not okay joke, but because of who he made it about. I think that I think that heightened the issue, but I still think it would in, in light I, of what's the happening. I said no, the reason I say that I think that's why he's being punished for it is because I think that if he had not been talking about Sasha, nobody would have ever even looked that shit up. That may be that may be true. I'm I I, I think I'm inclined to agree with that, sure. And that's the only reason I say because like it it deserved punishment. For but, sure. but does doesn't it say a lot about our society that the only reason we care about it is because we know the girl? Oh, it says everything you need to know about the society. I think it's funny that they care about the girl because normally black girls are the people that society cares the least about. Yeah. Yeah. Black girls get no love from society. So the fact that, like, Sasha is beloved enough to be a black woman and to still have all of wrestling Twitter be like, yo, fuck you, Sammy. What the fuck is that? I I I do want to say though I think AEW did the right thing. They suspended him without pay for indefinitely, which will probably be a month or something like that. And they they sent his paycheck to a women's shelter in Jacksonville, which was a nice and touch. And they made him go to. They're making him go to sensitivity training. 
he voluntarily has like taken he's taking he's a got, hiatus from all of his YouTube, YouTube yeah, he's shit. Not doing any YouTube videos, yeah. And he I reached have, out to Sasha personally but right as everything started to let her know he was sorry. And I give him credit for the last YouTube video he posted before his hiatus for two reasons. One, he demonetized it. Yes. So, like, he didn't put this out as, like, hey, I'm going to still make money off this video, but I wanted to, like, tell y'all about some shit. So, one, I give him credit for demonetizing it. Yes. But two, like, that is, that is the response that we want from people accused of fucked up shit. Like, mm-hmm. y'all take notes. And I don't think it's, I don't think it's a coincidence that Sammy is a person of color and knows how to respond to accusations of fucked up shit. Because he demonetizes the video and puts out an actual sincere apology where he's like, listen, I'm not going to make excuses for being young and stupid. I made a fucked up rape joke and I should not have done that. And I will never do that shit again. And I'm going to learn from that. And I'm going to go to the sensitivity training. And I'm going to take a little hiatus from social medias. And I'm going to work on myself for a little while. And I promise when I come back, I'm going to do better. And I'm going to be better. That's the response we want from people accused of fuck shit. Not so hard. No excuses, no pandering, no lies. Just, I did something fucked up. I, I reached out to the person that it was involved. I want to publicly apologize in general. I'm going to go and do these rehabilitation steps. I'm going to take some time away. And I promise I'm going to work on being a better person. That is all we want. It's not hard. It's really not hard. But you know what? You know why it's hard? Because you have to be contrite to do that. You have to be willing to admit that you fucked up. All right. Let's run through a few more of these before we speak about some more uh, big ones. Um, Rob Feinstein of our video. Well, Osprey, who, no surprise, is a dick. Um, Dan Math which is a bit surprising. Um, <laughs> I hate that he has my name, but we all know that he's probably the lowest of the low in, in the business, but Chaz and Rance, but that's, we know, we know he's a piece of shit. Um, Jimmy Havoc. The Jimmy Havoc situation, you, you alluded to earlier. Jimmy Havoc um, was accused of a lot of things, and he was one of those people, much like David Starr, that would abuse himself or harm himself or threaten to do something to himself to kind of keep a, a person from leaving. Well, apparently Jimmy Havoc had been suicidal after all this stuff had come out. And AEW sent him to rehab, but they didn't fire him. They came out with this big statement saying, we're going to keep him. We're going to uh, put him in rehab. And, I and think then we'll, we'll, we'll yeah, evaluate no. his position with the company later. I, I appreciate that they put him in rehab, which is what he needed. But what should have happened was, you are terminated, but we will still take care of you financially until you are able uh, mentally and emotionally to take care of yourself. That's what should have, that's what should have happened. And I don't want to make this WWE versus AEW because it already is all the time. But Vince would have done that. Constantly. Vince would have fired him and still sent him to rehab. He's fired so, many people and still sent them to rehab. So uh, many. I mean, God, Scott Scott Hall's Scott Hall got like five hundred thousand dollars worth of rehab bills. Oh, Sean um, Waltman too. Like shit. yeah, kid. Between Jake. between Waltman and Hall alone. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, let's and I mean, let's not forget Sean did a stint in rehab. Yeah. Might have Jake, done too. all of Jake's. Yeah. All of Jake's. Oh, that's right. They have paid for all of Jake's. That's right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um. So yeah, I just I found that interesting because as tone deaf as they were with Jimmy Havoc, they knocked out of the park with Sammy Guevara, which lets you know one of the things that I always give Tony Khan credit for. They are always listening and are amenable to changing when they fucked up. And I give him credit for that. Um, Trent Seven and Wolfgang hurt my heart. As did Joe Coffey, which was, of course, to Ricky and Clive, our brothers, was devastating. Joe Coffey has been suspended for two weeks from NXT UK and two referees who were mentioned, which aren't on this list I have, are fired from NXT UK. Who's also fired from Minnesota UK are two of the biggest pieces of three of the biggest pieces of shit we've probably ever seen in the wrestling business, but we like them. Legero, uh, Jack Gallagher, gentleman Jack, gentleman my ass, and Travis Banks. Millie McKenzie, let me let you know that my heart goes out to you, and I hate what you've had to deal with with that guy. I really do because it's, it's despicable the things that I've read and that have. Turned out apparently true. There were accusations, and then there are recollection of the truth. <laughs> Everything about Travis Travis Banks was a recollection recollection of the truth. Um, going further, uh, inter- another interesting one: Dave Lagana, who essentially who immediately remained as the head booker and VP or whatever he was of NWA, and as NWA is in hiatus because they have no creative. Well, but like, but you know what? But you know what? I will give the NWA credit though, because like, they immediately like they were just like, all right, so Lagana's out. We're gonna completely rebuild our board. We're gonna make it, you know, less all white men. <laughs> we're gonna make it less all white men and incorporate some other voices. And we'll be back later. Thing hey. is, thing is, if you need it, w- this is the best time to go on hiatus because yeah, you're an American company, and this is Corona time. So, like, you ain't you're gonna an be American doing indie shit. at that. Yeah, so you ain't gonna be doing shit for a long fucking time. So this is the best time for you to well, do some like reshuffling of the board. Give them credit for that, but also think about it. They they cut they cut ties from Jim Cornette like. Instantly, but still, not only kept him on all the stuff that he, on all the stuff he recorded afterwards, but thanked him for his service the last night. Also, I should note, Cornette, fucking cuck Cornette. Also, should note, Cornette is on this list too. <laughs> fucking cuck Cornette. Um, Jordan Devlin, who is the current WWE Cruiserweight Champion, and there has nothing has been said about him. He hasn't said anything. Uh, we know we know factually that WWE has had internal conversations and investigations on a lot of the people that are on the list that are under their employ. We also know that NXT UK has had some major conversations of what they're going to do as a company or as as a brand, rather. Um, so I'd imagine some Jordan Devlin news is going to come out very soon, especially since the Gallagher news came out immediately. The Banks and the Garo news came out very quickly. And the coffee news just came out a couple days ago. Um, a couple names that you guys will notice, but aren't, don't mean shit. Congo Kong and Bull James, formerly known as uh, 
Bull Dempsey or whatever his name was in NXT. Um, James Ellsworth, too, is this is not his first accusation. Um, yeah, so and I know there's plenty more. There's more that I could have listed, but there people wouldn't recognize so a lot of. And it's, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, but you know what? Credit to credit to a lot of these companies for go ahead and taking out the trash. Um, but you know, let's let's shift a little into some funny instances of taking out the trash because you know we're in this moment where we're taking all this trash out of wrestling, and isn't it the most impact fucking shit? To have a trash ass employee get fired, but not because they're part of these accusations, but because of some completely different ridiculous bullshit. Have have I know you've seen it, but those of you listening, have you ever watched Friday with Ice Cube and Chris Tucker? You uh, got five your day off. You got five so let, let, let me let me let me lay this out correctly. Tessa Blanchard, the reigning and defending Impact World Heavyweight Champion, first woman in modern history to be the world champion of a major promotion, no distance to Lucha Underground as a TV show, was fired because she didn't want to show up to work from Mexico and do literally hype videos for her pay-per-view she defense. Be she wanted to make her own Skype videos, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> she couldn't zoom in. <laughs> oh boy. Oh, uh, look, we would want to laugh about this for some time. Let me, so let me say this. Let me let me give some journalistic integrity. Y'all all know the history of Tessa. Tessa's Tessa's um, Tessa's issues have been laid out for the whole world to see for a long time. Not just the her instances of bullying and racism, but also the fact that she her attitude is, is like she it precedes her, right? But understand Impact fired their world heavyweight champion, the first woman ever in the modern history, three weeks, two weeks before one of their, their top four pay-per-views. Dog. But, but, dude, 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 no, it gets even better. It gets even better. With Tessa's firing, and, I mean, Sammy is, Sammy's, Sammy Callahan's status with the company is questionable right now. Sure, 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 sure. So, if we discount Sammy, with Tessa's firing, the last one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, Impact World Champions are not with the company anymore. Oh, name them. Name them for me real quick. Just for me. Tessa. Yeah. Ryan Cage. He gone. AW. Johnny Impact slash Mundo slash John Morrison. He gone. WWE. Piece of shit Austin Aries. He gone from life. <laughs> Fero Miedo. Pentagon oh. Jr. He gone. Sarah Miero in the AW. Eli Drake. He gone in whatever NWA is doing. Alberto El Patron. He gone to jail. Lashley. He gone being the new Black Panther. So that means that the last Impact World Champion who is still actively under contract with the company, whose reign 
started on October 3rd of 2016. Jesus Christ. Oh is God. Eddie Edwards. Is Eddie oh. Edwards. Hold on, hold on, hold on. In, in, the, in the miraculous, this is, for those of you, for you New Japan fans, you'll, you'll, you'll find this funny. Long-term booking, because Eddie Edwards is in the championship match. Long-term booking. Gato set this up four years ago. Just to give you even more chuckles, Rance, I'm going to read off the list of champions prior to this grouping, just so you can laugh even more. Drew Galloway slash McIntyre. Broken Matt Hardy. (laughs) He's permanently broken. Ethan Carter III is probably coming back. EC3 will be back. He'll be back at Slammiversary. That's the only place he's, he's relevant. Yep, but then we go Kurt Angle, Bobby Roode, Eric Young. You Maddie. lying. You lying. Seriously? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Because you got to think. So I'm looking at the list of reigns. I'm looking at the list of reigns. If we go from the time when AJ Styles left the company, the yeah. champions were Magnus, Eric Young, Lashley, Bobby Roode, Lashley, Kurt Angle, EC3, Big Money Matt Hardy, EC3, Big Money Matt Hardy, Drew Galloway, Lashley, Edwards, Lashley, El Patron, Eli Fake. Eddie did beat Lashley. Yeah. So, yeah. So, like, I only bring that up, you know, like, as much as we love to laugh at Impact, y'all, this is why we laugh at them. Their last dozen world (laughs) champions, world fucking champions. Champions are no longer with the company. Will. Oh my god. You know who's gonna save us from all of this? Davy Richards. Oh, I thought you were gonna say fucking Moose. Well, Moose is Moose is apparently bringing back TNA. By the way, as listen, much as I enjoy listen, Moose's that work. TNA world title. Oh, Moose gotta go, he's too problematic, but I will say this. That TNA World Title Belt is still a great fucking belt. Like beautiful. it looks beautiful. That is one of the nicest world championships in wrestling. I, I, it's a shame that the lineage is so fucked. But uh, like, I just laugh at that because like when we look at all those Slammiversary hype packages where they talk about they're bringing a bunch of people in and blah blah blah, they have to. Their literal entire main event for the last decade outside of Eddie Edwards don't work there. <laughs> oh my. like and if you look at if you look at the world championship match so it now two of them gone because elgin gone and tessa gone right the three guys they have left aren't bad they're very eddie edwards for what all of his flaws and all the things we like is a consistently really eddie good is, professional wrestler. eddie is a lot like Voldemort in the sense that he is incredibly technically sound. He's just yeah. got all of the charisma of a cardboard box. Well, his gimmicks have helped. Like, the crazy Eddie that he was doing against, um, what's my boy, uh, Dreamer, and whatever this this Boston Eddie is now, it's okay, right? It's it's much better than, than the American Wolves uh, Eddie Edwards with Davey, right? Ace Austin is a future star. It's just, this is about two years too early for him. And no diss to is it Trey Wentz or is it Zach is it Trey or Zachary? I that's, can't even remember. One of the rascals. I love the rascals as a as a trio. 
Oh, one of them right is world champion, though? And Miss TNA, so why not? But, like, again, I love the Rascals. They are amazing. I don't like flippy-do people. They're awesome. And they flippy-do's are dope. I don't like flippy-do's, but they dope. I don't know. And then, of course, you know, uh, Ethan. Mm-hmm. Probably going to be the fourth. Which oh, Ethan will definitely be the fourth. I would love they swerved into Made in Miro. Formerly known as Rusev. If they swerved me and they oh, made yeah. it Rusev, okay you got Because you could build that company around Rusev for, for a year and a half. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I wouldn't mind if they both came, honestly. Well, like, it, EC3 coming for sure. He oh, got no other sure. like that, that moose tease. That moose tease was too on the nose for him not to be coming. Like, they are not just randomly playing trouble in the middle of a moose match when moose is holding the old TNA world title. If Ethan's not coming back. By the way, Gallows and Anderson are pretty much... A lock to go there. It's a, yeah, they've, they've already signed, if the rumors are true. Um, which is a good move for them, because they can do that domestically, and they can still do New Japan. Mm-hmm. So it works Absolutely. both ways. Yep, um, they'll, they'll be perfectly fine with that. And Heath is apparently going and is in, on, on process. Heath is getting ready to fulfill the prophecy. <laughs> He's going to fulfill the prophecy. He's been fired from the WWE. He'll go to Impact and learn how to be a main eventer. And then he'll be rehired by WWE after the COVIDs and be a future WWE champion. So that all of the 3MB will be (laughs) WWE champions. Not universal champions. WWE champions. This is true. This is true. First Indian world champion. First... uh... Uh, British world champion and first redneck world champion. No, Austin. I was going to say, Austin existed, man. Well, I want to give him some first, right? What, what can he we got first? kids. He got kids. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, no. We needed that levity. What's oh. next on the, what's, what's the docket? What was we talking about? We're talking the COVIDs? Uh, I mean, okay, we can talk about the COVIDs. We might as well, because, like, everybody's doing, everybody's doing some shit, not enough shit, but some shit. Well, <laughs> look at the reports. <laughs> have you seen that? Have you seen that that meme or that gif of the old fat guy? Sorry to call him fat, but I needed to, for you to understand. Um, who's like working security at like a concert, and he's barely checking people for like guns, mm-hmm. whatever. Just let them in. That's apparently what WWE was doing. <laughs> yeah, they was WWE was legit. Was just like, oh, you look healthy. That's fine. <laughs> You ain't sweating. You ain't got a fever. Come on in. <laughs> Weren't testing nobody. AEW so, was doing a little bit better. So AEW is worse. Well, so actually, no, no, no. Hold up, hold up, hold up. I will say, compared to the protocols that we have been, yes, shown that WWE has, AEW is doing considerably better. It- is at least doing the nose swab, but they're doing the one that comes back in like 30 minutes or whatever. Mm-hmm. Not, not the two-day one, which is the one that's more consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, but I give them that. But AEW was also the ones that started the problematic um, idea of fans and of wrestlers as fans in the crowd, which killed social distancing. Like, it's one thing for the people in the ring. Alright, cool. We've accepted that that's a necessary evil. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. Having, especially in Daly's place, which is, by the way, one of my favorite buildings, 
one of my one of my favorite arenas I've ever seen wrestling mm-hmm. in. It's beautiful for wrestling. They started having the people in the crowd, which has vastly uh, improved their television because it can, the, their voices carry, and it makes the, the, it makes what you're watching more interesting, right? Mm-hmm. And it never be WWE copied it, which with the dope idea of having the plexiglass and banging on the plexiglass really kind of you're a hockey fan makes yeah. you feel like hockey's coming, right? Yeah, it's cool. It's cool. Oh, by the way, I and I want this to be on the podcast. <laughs> I just got a, a, a not a presidential, but a, a alert from the for city state of Texas. State of Texas now mandates all residents wear masks while inside buildings that are open to the public and outdoors. When it's not possible to maintain six feet of distance from people outside of your household, punishable by a two hundred fifty dollar fine. This Independence Day, we are depending on you to help slow the spread of this deadly virus. So, only took about twenty five thousand people to get it in the past two weeks. Nonetheless, back to the business. Um, yeah. So look at the look at the country and what we're doing. I'm in Houston, and like Houston become an epicenter. Houston so, is like that. in Florida, and Florida's yeah. got like ten thousand cases a day now. Yeah. So, as crazy as we are, WWE was worse. <laughs> like, what was it, like thirty people? Yeah. Because like, like and, and the thing is, the thing is, the reason I say that you know AEW's. I give them a lot more credit than WWE, but at the same time, there are things that I'm willing to criticize. Like, I like that. So they had different protocols in place for people who were going to be at ringside in the lower bowl versus the people that were going to be like in the upper air, upper deck. And Daly's Place is an amphitheater type setup. It's got a roof over it, but it's an external. Yes, it's an open air. And that's important to keep in mind. So people who were going to be on the ground, they had to have actual COVID testing Mm -hmm. to be admitted. People who were just going to be in the upper stands, they had to wear a mask and they did temperature checks, but they did not do full COVID testing. They also socially distanced them within the upper bowl. According so to the report, that. that's according to the report that I read from. How do you feel about that? So, because it's an open air stadium, and because they are requiring masks, and they are mandating the social distancing in the crowd, I feel less shitty about that than I would. But I still think it's too early to have crowds like in general. Especially in yeah. Florida, where there's 10,000 cases a day, and their governor is fucking crazy. Like, I think my governor is crazy, but Ron DeSantis is fucking crazy. He just playing. Where does that does? Yeah. I mean, but your governor is a cartoon character, so. Yes, my governor is Foghorn Leghorn. <laughs> when you told me that, I died because it's so true. <laughs> I say, sir. I say, sir. <laughs> Now, folks, how many times I got to tell y'all here in South Carolina, wear a mask, save some lives. <laughs> I, oh. I won't make it a mandate, though, because them's them individual, I, I say them's them individual liberties. <laughs> I see. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Uh, that's hilarious. That's hilarious. Yes. But I think 
this is this is we're we're often uh I, I let me speak for myself. I'm often criticized as a WWE shill. I have no secret a massive WWE fan. I have been known as a WWE apologist because I stick up for them in a lot of cases where people don't. But this is one of those situations where I have to openly admit that WWE are not only being horrible and disgustingly um, just reckless. negligent and reckless, but like damn right criminal, damn near criminal. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because like the it's it's almost like exponential when you think about it. Let me give you an example. I'm not gonna say a lot of people's names because they're they deserve the right, but the people the two people I'm gonna mention have come out. So it's not like I'm saying anything that people don't know, right? Kayla Braxton, this is her second time getting it. Kayla Braxton was the one WrestleMania time who got it, and they mentioned that someone had it, but they didn't say who it was. That was Kayla. She got it again. Renee Young got the COVID. Who's Renee Young's husband, you might ask? John Moxley, the current AEW champion. Now, Moxley has not tested positive for it, but because Moxley has, you know, is one of the few people out here who actually has some integrity, immediately when he found his wife had it, he called AEW and said, look, I don't have it, but I don't want to come out there and take any chances, right? Um, and so imagine all the people that those two people have been around at WWE. Ric Flair is doing television right now. Ric Flair has almost died two years ago and is a 70-plus-year-old man. Not to mention Vince is a 70-plus-year-old man, right? Um, look at all the people who... All these guys are friends, right? Look at all, Cedric Alexander is a WWE married to Big Swole AEW. Adam Cole, WWE NXT, is is basically married, married to Britt Baker. All these people in exponential, like, it's very easy. QT Marshall has is quarantining, and he doesn't have it, but it, some of his people who train underneath him got it. We, so know, like, Zach, we know Zach Ryder going to go work for his best friend, Cody Rhodes, and he's shacking up with Chelsea Green. Yes. So it's like it's so much, and it all starts from the neck. And now, I'd be remiss if I didn't say, Okay, can I spill a little fire, a little bit? Sure. I don't. I'm not a victim blamer at all, right? But I think this needs to be said. My entire sympathy goes to Kayla Braxton. But your dumbass should have stayed your dumbass in the house, mm-hmm. right? I don't. I don't. I have sympathy because you're going through something that is horrific. But had you stayed your Dumbass in the house after you got it the first fucking time, living in an area where you know it's the hardest hit, you would have never possibly got it the second. Now, WWE did no favors to you, and they are negligent, and they should, if they stock dropped, I wouldn't, I wouldn't shed a fucking tear, because they fucked up horribly. But who's to say you weren't Typhoid Mary. That's true. You know what I'm yeah, no, that's true. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because it, somebody had to get it to spread it. You didn't get it. You didn't. It didn't. It didn't uh, gesticulate, gestate, grow, whatever. Gestate. 
Yeah, it didn't just state in the performance center. Somebody got it out of the performance center, wasn't tested, got in the performance center, and spread it to 30 plus people. Right? Why did you get it from outside? It's a very possible chance that you did, you, you did what you're supposed to do and it just happened. That happens. It's also a very good chance your dumbass should have been in the house. I saw a picture of Kylie Ray, Impact, lovely person. She's in Indiana right now on the beach somewhere with like all these people around. Stay at home. Stay the fuck at home. Why is this so hard? So I just I wanted to get on my high horse real quick because Kayla got run off Twitter because she announced she had the second one and people were hitting her with that and people were like, oh, well, poor Kayla, you shouldn't have run off Twitter. No, her dumbass shouldn't have went out the house. Yeah, I understand bullying and I understand overwhelming a person, but like, Kayla, stay the fuck at home. Honestly, y'all, everybody stay the fuck at home right now. Man. I'm sorry, I had to get that out real quick. Um, no, don't be sorry, shit. Fuck it, no, like, everybody needs to stay the fuck at home right now, like, shit is going crazy here in the South. And if you yeah. gotta leave your house, wear a fucking mask. The very least. Like, Let me, in fact, can I tell you a story about the fact that masks work? Can I tell you a story? You know D.L. Hughley, right? Yep. One of the kings of the comedy, right? Yep. D.L. Hughley is one of the foremost comics in this, in this nation, right? One yep. of the most he popular radios. He had COVID, right? He has it right now. I, Let me tell you what happened. He did a show in Dallas, right? Remember, that's where he collapsed, right? Mm-hmm. Or he collapsed next week, whatever. Um, he collapsed because he had the COVID and couldn't breathe, this, that, and the other. When he found out he had COVID, he, everybody who was around him in that sequence had it. So all of his radio people got it. His son got it. Everybody in his purview got it. You know the one person that didn't get it? Mm. His daughter. You know why his daughter didn't get it? She wears a mask. She's wearing a fucking mask. If this, is the point, this is the part where if I was a better engineer, I would add the mic drop. One of those, but I'm not that good yet. No, no, don't feel bad. Don't feel bad, because like honestly, too many people rely entirely too much on sound effects, and like it cheapens the message. But we just be spitting that fire. That's what I'm saying. If you, if if what you're saying is good enough, you don't need sound effects to back it up. Well, look, I think we, I think we're pretty damn good. Speaking of pretty damn good, we had two pretty damn good shows this week. Um, They're both entertaining. They were both entertaining. Night one of Fighter Fest was interesting. Moment of the night, two moments of the night for Fighter Fest for me were um, Orange Cassidy and his like nonchalant pull apart while Chris Jericho is being actively restrained by half the locker room. <laughs> and one guy's just got like their hand loosely on Cassidy's collar and he's just like, cool, man. Cool. Um, <laughs> But no, the moment of Fighter Fest Night One for sure is best friends being driven to the yes. ring by Trent's mom and <laughs> Trent's mom making him come back for a kiss before he came down to ringside. Ricky. That is that is one hundred out of ten the wholesome content that we need in our lives right now. Completely agree, and got I, I love the best friends. Chuck Taylor is like should be. Chuck Taylor brings me so much hilarity and joy. Oh, because he's the Chuck Taylor brings me joy because he's the type of person who became a wrestler but never took like 
never took it as seriously as yeah. people want, like, think you're supposed to. He's just like, no, I'm a fucking wrestler for a living. I do it because I'm good at it, and it's fun. Like, <laughs> So I didn't watch any Fighter Fest. I got it recorded. I haven't watched it yet. I'll probably watch him back-to-back after Wednesday. But I watched all of, you know, I'm in his teeth stand. Um, I heard. Now, it's hard to beat Sasha Eo. My God. But I heard that. And we know Paige and, Paige and Kenny are great together. Was that as great a match as they said it was? It was really, really fucking great. It, I mean, they're all incredibly good in the ring. You know, yes. a lot of people, like, we bring up Chuck Taylor. A lot of people don't realize, like, Chuck Taylor's been a PWG champion. Like, he, he knows how to go in the ring. Yep. Um, we all know Trent Beretta can go. In oh, the yeah. Ring. Yeah. So, like, they, ha- they just have such great talent. Trent is good enough. I'm sorry. Trent is good enough that he was a junior in New Japan, and they let him become a heavyweight. They, do that, they don't do that, but they need... Kushida left because they wouldn't let him become a heavyweight. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And Trent got moved up. I so mean, Trent's, that's good enough, Trent's good enough that it never matters who his partner is. The tag team gets over. That's a damn good point. That's a damn good point. Like, yeah. him and Rocky had that in common, to, to be fair. With, to be fair to Rapongi Vice, him and Rocky Romero had that in common. Because well, Rocky's another one. It yeah. doesn't ever matter who he's put with. That yeah. shit's gonna get over. Rocky's a tag wrestler. Yes. Trent can be a singles. Yes, I would agree with that. Um, but no, that match was fucking phenomenal. Um, highly recommend it. You will definitely love it. I watched both shows. Um, the only thing from Bash that disappointed me was the strap match, and it didn't disappoint me because it was a bad match. It just felt really short. Yeah, it wasn't very long, but I mean... Dexter Lumis matches right now can't be very long because they of the never character. could. I was gonna, but they never could be. Like he's, that's, that's he's good. He's yeah. good, but he's not twenty minute banger. That's true. That's very true. That's very true. But I, I, the storyline, like I knew Roddy was gonna win when it came out because Roddy was able to do his entrance on cue. If you notice, the past like three weeks, he can't get his entrance on cue because he's so shook. Um, which, by the way, is genius. I love it. I love that booking. It's hilarious to I me. I mean, it involves Roddy, so you know I'm on board. Oh, my God. Never too much Roddy. Marina Shafir going to beat your ass one day. I just want you to know. She, I mean, she would kill me. She would absolutely <laughs> kill me, and it would, and wouldn't break a sweat doing it. I am, I am totally willing to admit that Marina Shafir could kill me without breaking a sweat. Um, <laughs> but, like, her husband is fucking hot. I don't care. I, I mean, look... There's I mean, a lot of them. No, he's no Fandango, but like he's hot. See, Fandango, I get. There's a lot of them you hit me with. I'm like, you know what? I can see it. I, I don't get the Roddy thing, bro. I don't get it. I, I mean, it. it's okay. You don't have to get it. As long as you understood my Sauce Castillo thing from earlier today, that's all <laughs> that matters. Because Street sauce Legend can get the Sauce Castillo. Yeah. Sauce can get the sauce. Street Legend Sauce Castillo. Um, so tell me what you liked about. The bash, uh, since so, you didn't so, like the strap match all the way, but I, what no, did you I didn't dislike the strap match. It just, I just felt it felt really, really rushed. I love everything that they're doing with the women right now. Agreed, agreed. Like everything that they shout did. out to Tegan Knox, by the way. Yep, shout out to Tegan. That four way, I, I thoroughly enjoyed the four way. I love, I like four ways that are traditional elimination style four ways. It makes more sense. Like, yes, give me that 
over these one fall four-way matches every time. Um, but I really loved EO and Sasha. I really loved that match. That was so good. The only thing about it that didn't make sense is something that never makes sense, but it just is like suspension of disbelief. The mist never makes sense in interference. Because even if the ref didn't see you missed them the first fucking time, they don't see the green all over your face. <laughs> they don't see the ink on your outfit. It's just... It's a good point. The, so like, real quick. Can I give another shout-out real quick? Mm-hmm. I know he gets hate all over the internet, but shout-out to Mikazi because Sasha's gear. My God. Mikazi out here just shitting on people. Hmm. Somebody else I want to give a shout-out to that also still relates to what's going on with the women. Shout-out to my homie, Roger Stone. <laughs> I love that guy. I love that guy so much. <laughs> Robbie E. Robbie E is so much fun. I love that guy so much. I, I think him, Stone, and, of course, friend of the show, Malcolm Bivens, are what wrestling is missing. Yeah, Absolutely. 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 What wrestling is Well, and especially especially in Stone's case right now, like I mean, I know Bivens can bump. I'm not saying that he can't, but like well, Robbie Rob is a wrestler. Can go. Yeah, yeah, like Robbie's an actual wrestler who legitimately can go. Yeah. And so like when these storylines call for stuff like this, it doesn't matter what kind of bump you want him to take. It don't matter what kind of move you want him to set up. He can do that shit. Yeah. And it'll look great. Well, he, he, here's proof positive. He has single-handedly made Aaliyah interesting for the yep. first time in five years. Yep. And he is, because he's a cruiser, he's small enough that he can take advantage of intergender stuff because he, he was bumping real good for Rhea. Oh, Rhea's been beating his ass for three weeks. Yeah, like, he bumps great for Rhea. He makes Rhea look like such a badass. Oh, the devil, um, whatever she calls it, um... I call it the Brockalock or whatever it was called. But but when she hit them both on um, both of them at the same time, that's classic stuff, bro. That's the that's the type of stuff that's gonna be in highlight reels. Can we talk about Timothy Thatcher though? Oh, we can always talk about Timothy Thatcher. I'm always down to talk Thatcher. I am not the person who believes in the stereotypes about the way WWE signs people or who they do or don't sign. Cause they've always shown that if you think they're the big guy company, whether here comes Shawn Michaels, then here comes Bret Hart, then here comes Eddie and Voldemort, yeah. here comes Punk and Brian. Like, they've always shown that that's not true. Even though they'll always go back to the bigger guys. Hell, John Cena's shorter than you me. Know, you know, I, I, I'm going to give you Brian, but I, I always push back a little bit on Punk because we always say Punk's not a big guy, but, like, he's not a body guy, but he was a big dude. Yeah, yeah, 6'2", 225, sure, but I mean, it's still smaller than what they think they're expecting Batista. Yeah, no, no, like, that's fair. No, like, like, that's fair. Like, he's not a body guy, but I always push back a little bit on, like, not not teeny tiny. When he stood next to John, when he stood next to John Cena, you weren't just like, oh, Cena's fighting a midget. You were like, no, here's someone who looks like they might be on steroids versus someone who clearly is not on steroids. Very true, very true. And so, yes, that's, that's, that's a great point um, that I, I probably need to remember because uh, I've always considered Punk as one of the vanilla midget guys, but he's not. But another one of those, story, those, those stereotypes that have shown themselves again not to be true is 
WWE doesn't WWE doesn't like to sign people who don't have charisma that are just wrestler guys first. There is no more wrestler guy with no charisma than Timothy Thatcher. And he is killing it in NXT right now. Thatch as Thatch can? Come on, bro. It's it's all in the presentation. It's all in the presentation. You uh, look and hit first and foremost, kicking Matt Riddle out of NXT in the fight pit was was dope. And then only you know only will fight a bear if you let him. So letting him fight that that look. That, Tony Lorcan has the most entertaining life. Twitter in the WWE. Easily. Well, Bivens is Bivens might be better, but Oni's right there. Oni's like one A, one B. All right, let let me rephrase. Oni's got the best all caps Twitter in WWE. He's got okay. I'll give you that. He got the best all caps Twitter in the in the world. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um. No, I love I love the bash, and I can't wait for week two. Tell me about week two of Fighter Fest because I don't know what's was booked. So the only there aren't a lot of matches announced. I know Nyla has a match, which it's always I've honestly got to look up the night two card because so like they've pushed back. Obviously, they had pushed back the Brian Cage match. Well, that's that's on the fifteenth at Fight for the Fallen. Yes, they had to push it back because Mox, blah, blah, blah. So, night two is Jericho versus Orange Cassidy. Oh, that's going to be a a fucking banger. Okay. So excited for that. Okay. Um, Lance Archer versus Joey Janela. That should be fun, even though Archer's going to kill him. Everybody dies. Mm -hmm. Colt and the Dark Order, because, you know, they're still teasing that. Versus SCU. Um, FTR and the Young Bucks versus Butcher and the Blade and the Lucha Brothers. Oh, God. Look, okay. I have, I have nothing positive to say about the way that they've introduced FTR, about any of the stuff that they're doing with them and the Bucks. Okay. Like, nothing about that interests me right now. I thought it was just me. Thank you. Nothing about that is interesting at all. Um, okay. These guys are supposed to be your top guy heels, and you're bringing them in to be like besties with the Bucks. No, fuck that. This is so obvious. I'm just ready for the swerve. Please, uh, like, like do it already. Yeah, like this is so pathetically obvious. Just swerve and be done with it. And then Kenny and uh, Hangman are defending against Private Party. They're going. They're going again. Yep, they're defending against Private Party. Okay, so here's the thing. Hangman Page is is maybe maybe he's creeped up in my top five. Like, I'm telling you, don't sleep on the Hangman. I've always loved Hangman, but I just love other people more. But I love him, and I, him and Kenny not together. To mention, not to mention that fucking theme song is so catchy. It's simple, a simple instrumental, but it's just so perfect. Cowboy shit, just fire. Uh, Page and Omega have turned out to be a tremendous pairing. I like Private Party, but I've spoken about my issue with them ad nauseum. Well, Matt Hardy's manager now, apparently. Yeah, that's bullshit, too. Um, The problem I have with Kenny Omega as a wrestler is Kenny, very often, if he can't do what he does, will divulge to what the other person does. That means it's going to be a little too flippy-do for my liking. Because my God, the private party does when private if private party could do a flip while pinning somebody, they would. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But they it's do a team, of, it's a team of it's a team of two Jeff Hardys. 
They're both Jeff. There is no Matt. There's no Matt to keep things grounded. This is true in terms of that, but Mark Quinn is going to go way, way high. No, that is, that is not, I was not saying anything about them as characters at all. I'm just talking about like, just like in in ring psychology wise, these are just, this would be like a team of two ricochets. We both jump around and fly. I got you. Black London and Kendrick. Oh, yes, yes. Black London and Kendrick. That's a perfect analogy, actually. London and Kendrick were, by the way, 10 years ahead of their time. They were. God, they were. Oh, my gosh. You know what series of matches we never got, and they were the same era that I would have loved to see? London and Kendrick versus the Machine Guns. That would have been fun. Oh, gosh. That would have been so much fun. London and Kendrick versus Shelly and Saban? That would have been so much fun. That would have been... I still hate... Now, what they're doing with Santos Escobar and the Legado del Fantasma, I love that shit. But that, that makes it up for me, and right? And the Drake story. But I want it so bad for WWE to sign Shelly to like one year and let Shelly turn on Kushida. Mm-hmm. Since Kushida got the big contract Shelly never got. Mm-hmm. I want it so bad, but you know. Yeah. Alex is happy being Alex, which is good for him because he's always been a guy who didn't need the things that other wrestlers needed. I mean, I... I will always hold a soft spot in my heart for the baby bear, Alex Shelley. <laughs> well, you know, if, if, if Kevin Nash co-signs you, then I'm good, right? <laughs> that uh, was some of the funnest shit. The uh, Paparazzi Productions is amazing. Uh, if you have 30 minutes, go search best of Paparazzi Productions, Paparazzi Productions and TNA. It is quality from fun. top to bottom. Just fun. Um, um, Johnny Devine. Random. What happened to him? Who the fuck knows? Another, what happened to A1 from Team Canada? Like these are the random things that cross my mind. Like, probably the same thing that happened to Amazing Red. He just slowly disappeared. Amazing Red doesn't disappear. He is the trainer for House of Glory. Oh, that makes so sense. He's, he's, he's very popular. He just doesn't wrestle anymore. Until like New Japan calls and says, hey, you're going to fight against Jushin Thunder Liger. Oh, hey, I got you. Um, okay, let's kind of bring it to a close here. Yeah. Prediction. Cassidy, Jericho, and Lee versus uh, Cole. All right. My prediction on Cassidy, Jericho is Cassidy. You think if, Jericho will put him over? Here, Jericho has already been putting him over. If you really yeah. listen and pay attention to it, like... And, you know, based on all the reports that we're seeing, you know, Cassidy's segments are apparently getting high ratings and they're seeing a star in the making and they're trying to, like, get him over. Not these past two weeks. Boom! But, um, I'm sorry, I had to add to, 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 to those little shades. Just a little uh, bit. But anyway, so, like, I see them... I, if, if Cassidy doesn't win, heavy shenanigans. Okay. In the loss, if he doesn't win, heavy shenanigans in the loss. But either way, this is going to be booked in a way to put Cassidy over. Uh, it better be. I put it like that. It better be. As far as Cole and Lee goes, like I want to pick Keith Lee. I want really <laughs> badly to pick Keith Lee. Cole, don't ever lose. Cole, don't ever lose. And so I'm just like, I don't know. But I mean, no matter who wins, a black man will still be the NXT champion. So. <laughs> Shout out to Mr. Jenkins. 
Shout out to Mr. Jenkins. You cannot be named Jenkins and not be black. I'm sorry. Especially I'm sorry. not Austin Jenkins. Austin Jenkins? Nah. Nah, I bet you his middle name is Raheem. Like, it's just, come on, dog. Um, no, I got Keith Lee for one reason. If you remember, two weeks ago, um, three weeks ago, Karrion Cross gave Adam Cole the TikTok, the hourglass. The next week, Keith Lee shattered the hourglass, and Scarlett came and picked it up. Keith Lee gonna win, so Karrion Cross gonna make him fall and pray. I'm all right with that. Can you imagine Keith Lee and Karrion Cross at Takeover SummerSlam for the title? For, for I'm sorry, for both titles now since they're pretty much unifying. I mean, what is up with that anyway? So look, the North American title didn't work the way it was supposed to for multiple reasons. Number one, COVID killed it, right? But what the plan was, was to do almost NWA-esque, where that, and what they're going to do NXT UK, and then that champion will tour all of Europe. They're eventually going to do NXT Japan, and they'll do such and such and such, and all of the, the little territories or fiefdoms, if you will, will have their own regional champion. And then the NXT champion will be like Flair was in the NWA. Mm-hmm. Right, and he'd go to Japan for a bit. He'd do Europe. He'd do whatever. Right, that was the goal. And then they got the two-hour NXT show, and it killed all of that because it was all hands on deck at that point. Mm. So, all right, my question then is this: Will they? introduce another mid-card title for that brand or are they just going to go with one title for NXT as a brand? So my thought press, well, they already got it. They already have a mid-card title, the Cruiserweight Championship. Oh, that's I forgot that the Cruiserweight title is on that show. But I thought process was, I don't know if NXT UK will be dead because by all accounts, they're still going to go through with the tapings at their performance center through Dublin, whenever that's supposed to be. Which it, I'm sure it won't be in Dublin, but you know what I'm saying. Right. But they might run the NXT UK title as a secondary title on the main show and then let it main event their own pro- program. Which I wouldn't have a problem with that because more Walter in your life is better. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily have a problem with that. I'll, I'll tell you what, though, speaking of Walter, you know, with all of this stuff that's happening... How pissed does he got to be? Like, man, I signed this deal to be part of this promotion so that I could stay home. And now people fucking up. And I probably won't have no promotion to even be in charge of. You say that, but think about this. Walter got every paycheck that Walter has been, that he signed for, has been paid his entire time. And he ain't had to fly nowhere for the past four or five months. He good. He good. Walter good. Walter is the Austrian Brock Lesnar. I'm going to wrestle and I'm going to go to my farm. I mean, do you, buddy. Do you. The, the, one, the one thing that I think is worth the conversation mm-hmm. is we don't have to have it now. We could do it in another show. Uh, in fact, what, we, what I'll probably want to do is maybe we'll bring on one of the Brits Right. Like uh, Ricky and Clyde, Ricky and or Clive or both or somebody from that side of the world who's more in tune with that that scene than us because mm-hmm. I'd be curious 
with so many major people gone at NXT UK and so many more who are in, you know, in limbo. Right. You know, uh, Wolfgang, Joe Coffey, uh, Devlin, if you will. What do you do? Yeah. How do you rebuild that? Because women straight, right? If they want to run Piper and Kaylee Ray as a main event for the next three months, I don't think anybody will complain. But what do you do for that? You know, even Tyler Bate was talked was mentioned. Yeah. Now Tyler is young, so it might have just been he was with another younger person and said something stupid, which again I'm not sticking up for. But I'll give Tyler the benefit of the doubt more than I give the other guys because Tyler just turned 22. Was something it like that? 23? Yeah. He's real fucking young. You know what I'm saying. Um, but, uh, what do you do? Right? No, that's, what do you do? that's a fair question. Um, who else can you sign? Cause damn near everybody who was British got implicated. Shout out to damn Maloney and Pete Dunn. Cause they're the only two out that I saw that were actively not only ta- like answering every question, but like putting people together and trying to do stuff. Didn't you buy a shirt from I Pete? did. I yeah. did. So those two, so you probably got to resign Dan Maloney now. Probably, this point. Because yeah. I don't think he was signed at the time when COVID stopped the world. But what do you do? You know, you can't have Pete Dunn and Mark Andrews fight everybody. Yeah, for <laughs> real. Somebody else. Well, I mean, that's uh. just, it's a hard, that's a really hard and fair question that is worth contemplating and talking about. I don't have an answer for it right now, but yeah, like that's fair. Let's table that and I'll get somebody on to help us have that conversation a little better. Yeah. Somebody who's more familiar with the British scene. Yeah. So, um, as a former writer used to say, keep your peepers peeping for that. (laughs) Um, what else you want to holler at, get at before we get out of here, man? No, I think, I honestly think we've given them enough. For this week, because we hit on a lot of really big and heavy topics. All I'm going to say is, y'all, check out night two of Fighter Fest. Check out night two of the Great American Bash. They'll both be a lot of fun. They should be some good shows to sink your teeth into. Um, as always, wear your mask when you go out in public. Stay home as much as possible. Wash your hands. Take this COVID shit seriously, y'all. Um and, you know, go vote if that's something that's happening in your area. Fill in your absentee ballots. That's important. Uh, if to hear me say that is... Whew. Huge, yes. Um, I, f- I feel like there was something else I wanted to hit on before we got out of here. Um, we missed y'all. Yeah. Desperately. Um, it's, so it's good to be back. Um, yeah. Um, Check out the New so, Japan Cup. They're back. Um, yes, New Japan is back. I haven't caught a whole lot of it, but like you know, check that out for sure. Support them. They're awesome. Kyle and I are planning on watching Slammiversary, so yeah. we might. I think next week we might break it down. Yeah, we're going to talk Impact Wrestling on the Outsider's Edge. So like, mark your calendars. By the way, neither of us have watched any of the buildup. We're just going to no, watch the paper. Not even a little What's bit. That? We're going to break down the show, not but knowing you know what, anything. Not, but you know what? The hype package itself was fun and interesting and caught our attention. And so we're going to split the cost and give them $20 each. 
Yeah, they got a business. So yeah. shout out to Impact because it's been a long time since they got a business. Yeah, that's another thing. You know, we say it every time, y'all. If you're going to support a company, support it with your dollars. Yep. And it's <laughs> very prevalent, especially now in a time like right now where nobody's working. It's important that you support with your, with your pockets because look at all these wrestlers who could not be paid. Right. Y'all hated WWE for cutting all those people, right? WWE is a conglomerate. Imagine these smaller companies that still got people to pay, right? Yep. TNA hasn't cut one person based on uh, financial reasons. And right? Anthem ain't making a whole lot of money right now, y'all, because all of their business is in sports entertainment. Like, yep. like not wrestling, but legitimately sports and entertainment. That is yep. all they do. So, yeah, so you buying the show, oh, my God, I'm caping for TNA. You buying the show might save your favorite wrestler who wrestles for Impact. You're not caping for TNA. You're caping for the wrestling industry and trying to keep it alive. Make it make sense for me, bro. That's what I'm talking about. So, But in the meantime, y'all, as always, you can find me on Twitter at Dr. S'mores. You can find the show on Twitter at Outsider's Edge CS. Hold on. It's a pandemic. Bro, give me the Outsider's Edge tag. Give it to me. Please. It's a pandemic. I'll buy you a mask. How about that? <laughs> give it to For me. Real. Give us the tag. Uh, but yeah, we're Outsider's Edge CS. We're part of the Chair Shot Radio Network at Chair Shot Media. Oh, that's right. We changed. Yeah. Speaking of Chair Shot Media, I got another show. Oh, yeah, Rance does have another show. They talk the sports. Oh, three-man weave with my brother, Chris Platt, and the big homie and a better engineer than me, Mr. PC Tunney. Check that out every Monday. Um, but you can find me uh, at It's Ray Cash, a.k.a. Hashtag, hashtag Black Lives Matter. Um, uh, it's been a while since we did this. Anything else we got to t- look? Well, no, I said that we were part of the Chair Shop Media Network, but, you know, where Always you... Yeah, my bad. Yeah, go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash the chair shot and buy some shit. Yep, buy the shit. But no, as always, y'all, just remember, we go on hiatus sometimes, but we here at the Outsider's Edge are just some increasingly older men who are just out here doing what we can, trying to make it through the dystopian nightmare corona times. (laughs) And... Yeah, so, like, you know, sometimes we will take a hiatus, and sometimes we got to, like, think about what we need to say first, and sometimes we just got to admit that, like, we were fooled by people or we were wrong about some shit, but, like, no matter what, y'all, we're just out here chasing our dreams. You got to respect that. Because, like, if you don't, well, even in the apocalypse, we still don't give a fuck. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. We were hoodwinked, bamboozled, led astray. (laughs) I'm flabbergasted, betrayed. (laughs) 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.